It's ranked number 71st greatest film of all time, according to the American Film Institute. And that is Saving Private Ryan, celebrating its 25th anniversary this week, uh, released on July 24th, 1998. Of course, directed by the great Steven Spielberg, written by Robert Rodat, starring Tom Hanks and a host of other people, uh, Matt Damon, Young Vin Diesel, Tom Sizemore, Ed Burns, uh, and many, many others. It had 11 Oscar nominations, quite a few, five wins, uh, one including Best Director, but probably more infamous for losing Best Picture to Shakespeare in Love. Some people forget that. Uh, it lost the Best Picture, and that was considered one of the greatest Oscar controversies in the history of the award show. In fact, in 2015, they did a poll of Academy members and asked about this, and Academy member, Academy member said that if given a second chance, they would have voted for Saving Private Ryan, so uh, one of the great controversies in Oscar history. It was the highest-grossing film of 1998. Uh, it was also the last R-rated film to lead the yearly box office until American Sniper, uh, in 2014, which, of course, is another military-themed uh, film. Uh, funny uh, funny uh, backstory, all of the principal actors, except for Matt Damon, underwent several days of very grueling Army training. And the reason Matt Damon didn't do it, uh, because he was spared so that the other actors would resent him and they would convey that feeling in their performances, because, of course, uh, in the story, uh, the other soldiers resent uh, Matt Damon for trudging them through this uh, this uh, quagmire, as it were. Um, in fact, Steven Spielberg cast Matt Damon as Private Ryan because at the time he wanted an unknown actor with an all-American look. What he didn't know or didn't anticipate was that Damon would win an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting in between that, uh, and he became an overnight star before Saving Private Ryan was released. So uh, that didn't work out too well. Uh, I mean, it worked out well for the film, but it wasn't part of Spielberg's plan. Uh, the famous opening, the 20-minute the opening segment of the uh, Omaha Beach scene, uh, which probably everybody remembers very well if they saw the film, that cost $11 million to shoot. It involved 1,000 extras. Um, of those extras, you know, about 30 of them were actual real-life amputees uh, who were issued prosthetic limbs. Uh, to have the, to play the soldiers who who had their limbs uh, uh, blown off. There was 40 barrels of fake blood used in that scene. Uh, 17,000 bullet squibs, uh, and it took about 25 days to shoot. So uh, it, it's an incredible scene, very very moving, of course, if you've seen it. Um, but and Spielberg claims that he didn't storyboard any of that in advance. Um, it was all uh, kind of done, and, and he actually held the camera uh, for some of that. You know, Joe, that I remember being in the theater and watching that opening 20 minutes, how powerful that was. And then the movie and going up the hill and going across France. I mean, there is just not a bad piece of this film. It was action. It was dialogue, emotion and passion. And I know you agree with me. It is good from start to finish with this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that that opening 20 minutes, as you said, was so powerful uh, the uh, Veterans Affairs Office set up a special 800 number to help former soldiers who were traumatized mm. after seeing the film. And uh, film historian and author Stephen Ambrose had a special screening for him, and he asked that they stop the movie 20 minutes in so he could sort of regroup uh, and compose himself. So uh, certainly 
uh, you know, I, I myself uh, never served, but it was very moving, moving for me, and I can only imagine what it was like for uh, for veterans who were in combat. Um, the uh, uh, Spielberg kind of called this sort of this film a gift to his father, who uh, served in the military. He had previously said that um, that Schindler's List was sort of a gift to his mother, and this was a gift to his father. So kind of a kind of a sweet thing about that. You know, we always like to talk about casting. Um, Mel Gibson and Harrison Ford were both uh, considered for the role of Captain Miller uh, before they cast Tom Hanks in that. Edward Norton was offered the role of Private Ryan, uh, because, but he turned it down because he was working on American History X. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was also considered for that role. Uh, and Garth Brooks turned down uh, one of the roles of one of the soldiers. So uh, some potentially interesting casting there. Uh, kind of a nod to history. I don't know how many people ever remember this, but Alfred Hitchcock, um, during the release of Psycho, he made sure that theaters would never allow people to come into the film late. If the, you know, once the doors close, they close. And Spielberg requested the same thing for this, that no one gain admittance once the movie had already started. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that, that opening segment is pretty powerful. You know, Joe, one thing, too, that I really liked about the movie, and this is very Spielberg-esque, is the cemetery at the open and the close. Because the whole time, at least me, I'm thinking the old fella is Tom Hanks. And then when you get to the end of the movie, I don't mean to be a spoiler here, but the movie is uh, over 25 years old. Then you get to the end of the movie and realize that it isn't. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that it's interesting because, that scene uh, was uh, conceived by writer-director John Milius, and uh, Spielberg asked Milius to punch up the screenplay, and one of the ideas that he had was that that Normandy cemetery bookends, uh, which, you know, we have the elderly hero and that moment of survivor's guilt, uh, and then we, we think it is, you're right, uh, Captain Miller, but it turns out, spoiler alert, to be, Private Ryan, and that gentleman was cast because of his um, his his you know related appearance to uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, and very very likeness too. I thought it was just terrific. Anything else you want to translate to the audience, Joe? Uh, you know, the, the, there's there's so much, but the mm-hmm. cinemas were actually instructed to turn up the volume when they showed the film because Spielberg thought that uh, thought that the sound effects were such a crucial part of the overall effect. And indeed they were. Uh, and um, that was uh, one of the Oscars, uh, two of the Oscars actually that uh, it won was for sound and sound editing. Joe, you're a big Spielberg fan. Where does this rank with you as far as the Spielberg flick, saving private Ryan? <laughs> you know, uh, after jaws, I don't know that I rank Spielberg. Flick. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, you know, it's certainly um, it's, it's, it's one of the greatest war films ever. We're going to put it into categories. And in mm-hmm. fact, I haven't thought about saving this for, um, you know, Memorial day or veterans day. Uh, but, uh, because it was the anniversary, I thought, uh, Hey, let's, let's talk about saving private Ryan. In fact, we did talk about it. Um, when we talked about war movies in general, but of course this was a deeper dive. Uh, in fact, it's interesting because, um, it used to be that ABC, aired Saving Private Ryan on Veterans Day. And they did that for a number of years, and they did it uncut uh, and with limited commercial interruptions, and they kept the violence and the language intact. And they kept doing that uh, until the FCC fined uh, CBS for the Super Bowl 
where there was that wardrobe malfunction with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. So they feared getting fined if they showed Saving Private Ryan on Veterans Day, so they stopped doing that. Hmm. 